If only I'd programmed the robot to be more careful what I wished for. Robot, experience this tragic irony for me. No! Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about season six, episode 17, Benderama. So a a lot of times I like to start off the podcast with a a good uh, uh, opening question for Ben. But this this week, um, I'm going to go ahead and let you off the hook and just tell a story. Okay, uh, let me pour some scotch and sit next to a fire mm-hmm. and uh, Ooh, it's really... Co- isn't it cozy over there? Really mm-hmm. soak it in. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine I have a flip book in my, or a, a picture book in my hand that I'm showing everybody the pictures on the, on, on the book as you, as you are listening to this uh, well-crafted and thought-out story. I just imagine you showing a children's pop-up book to a guy drinking scotch in front of a fire. <laughs> that's but okay. That's kind of what I was hoping. Perfect. You'd, you'd Let's be do this. Seeing. That's that's the image that I want to portray here. Because again, it's going to be real good and real thought out. I don't know about you, but I often kind of get stuck on songs. Yes, as we've kind of noted in my um, musical preferences, they're not often what I'd call mainstream music okay yeah i believe that is correct um Um, uh, you listen to uh the dk rap more than anyone i know yes and also that has definitely gotten caught in that kind of like i gotta keep listening to this and throw it into a youtube repeater or what have you this time however oh also i've also done this with uh bacon pancakes from adventure time making pancakes making bacon pancakes exactly um to the point where i loaded up a 10 hour one (laughs) and then an hour and a half in my wife is like you have to turn this off Uh uh-huh because she was going insane and it had turned to white noise for me um so this time oh good um have you ever heard i'm i'm sure you have but have you ever heard the song round ball rock not by name it is also the nba on nbc theme song that literally doesn't help me okay it might have helped somebody in the audience we'll put it that way but it it goes something like this you are mike's target audience (laughs) please please send me a dm we need to be friends um so it kind of goes like this okay so it is a theme song (laughs) for a basketball televised event okay this is not the song that I was, it was, it was the song, but there was a different version that I was listening to. By the way, this song was made by John Tesh. I don't know who that is. Okay. I am not your target audience. <laughs> I, uh, very clearly. Boy, howdy, that, th- I hope that scotch <laughs> is real good because this, this story is not going well for you. I'm the scotch's target audience. So, um, on SNL, they did a, uh, uh, a skit about John Tesh and his brother coming in. And pitching this song to the NBC Sports uh, representatives. So, um, however, 
This version had lyrics. Okay. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. And that just kind of repeated. <laughs> and that is the version of the song that I listened to uh, because I found a 10 minute clip of it or a, 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 similar to the 10 hour 10 mm-hmm. minutes. And then I played that about four times. So I listened to it for about 40 minutes. Okay, now, uh, important question for you. Uh, yes, uh, sir, drinking scotch in the front. Why? Uh, because the internet knew what I needed at that very moment and uh, and gave it to me. I needed that round ball rock, and I wanted that ball. Give me, give me that ball so I can dunk it. Follow-up question. Uh, yes, uh, again, uh, man with the scotch in the front row. How much did Stacy divorce you after that? I... I've learned from my previous uh, bacon pancakes incident that I kept it low. She did not know I was doing such a thing. <laughs> so you have to hide my, your weird music <laughs> obsessions from your wife. It's it was, become that much of a problem in my, your life. It was my dirty little secret. Okay. And I'm happy with it. Okay. You know, because you know what? I'm putting it out there in for all the... I'm assuming at least 10 listeners of this podcast... Maybe I'm maybe I'm overstating it, but I I am I'm he, I'm here and I'm proud of my round ball rock SNL sketch music listening. Okay, you know what? That's ju- that's just part of me. I just get normal things stuck in my head, like um, I was uh, fine. I'm I've been catching up on your fave is problematic, and they sure. did uh, the Top Gun episode, and um, so all day today I was just like. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, yes, of course. Because Take they, play my that, breath away. they play that song like 17 times <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, he's thinking of the slightest romantic thought. Boom, 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 boom. It's, it's, Take my breath away. Boom, boom, Do it, boom. please. I can't live with this. Take it, please. Uh, so yeah, that's been in my head all day. A normal story for a normal song to be stuck in one's head. Yes, that that is actually <laughs> quite reasonable. Mine, however. Look, you're a weird man and I wouldn't have it any other way. That's true. Shall we talk about Futurama on this Futurama podcast please. that we have? <laughs> the scotch was fake, so I'm needing to uh oh man that means when i checked call- from this thing. <laughs> that means when i called on you i was lying because it's it wasn't scotch in your hand it was apple juice i need to eject from this podcast so season six episode 17 benderama starts at planet express there uh hermes is indicating to everyone that there will no longer be squid guts in the kitchen due to budget cuts i'm fine with that zoidberg is not Although he becomes okay with it when the professor comes in. Uh, the professor bursts in with his latest invention, uh, which Amy is impressed that it's not killing them. It's a good start. It's a fair point by Amy. <laughs> the professor shows off what this device does, and it is an invention that simply takes an object and then a bunch of matter, and it makes two smaller versions of that original object. And and the kind of the cool thing is it doesn't matter what that matter is. You can throw in any old matter and it'll it will reconfigure it 
Um, say you want to create, take two sweater or one sweater and turn it into two slightly smaller sweaters. You can just throw Zoidberg's uh, wedding album in there, which the professor does. I have questions about Zoidberg's wedding album. Uh, when was he ever in a wedding? Okay. I have a headcanon for this. Okay. Zoidberg has not been married. Okay. He has this album as a way of saying someday it's zoidberg pinterest no although i i i accept that that alternative take it's more like an aspirational thing oh i oh okay i never mind i do see where you're going with it but there's no photos in it okay it's just an empty album that he's had like written on it oh okay so he's just, like this is gonna I be will... the thing i use not like a planning thing see i was like it's zoidberg pinterest right which yeah i personally want to see that's fair <laughs> i want to see zoidberg's pinterest page <laughs> i i i don't think i do how many pages of mackerel head images are Th- on his pinterest page too many to count um but i was more saying that he's like Someday I'm going to fill this album with pictures of my wedding to some Decapodian. Okay. And then it just all, although an alternate take is he was married at one point and now, well, wait, hold on. Didn't he go to Vegas one time and get married? Or am I thinking of, I'm thinking of Bender. Yes. Didn't they, didn't somebody go to like get a quickie marriage in one of these episodes there's so many episodes that i could have sworn there was a quickie marriage <coughs> we or can't keep he, track of futurama anymore it's gotten away a from us show i have no idea my dude i feel like there was a anyways bender is busy watching the scary door um and it is a quite a quite a tale of a man a named dr Zenus. Uh, who has a terminal case of the lazies. He's made a robot that will do everything for him, including activate itself and do his uh, his research. Millennials, am I right? I mean, I... Aren't we both millennials? Shut up. Am I right? <laughs> We're on our side hustle. We are. This is the most millennial <laughs> thing to be doing. We are literally we had literally finished our jobs and came to this a side hustle and doing it. Th- this is the millennial condition. I mean, see, the thing is, it's one hundred percent true because at my job I have automated about ninety five percent of my job so that now I push buttons in a computer program I wrote to do the job that I do. That's fair. I I I'm- hope no one from work is listening to this podcast right now. I will say, as a computer programmer, that's what my job is, so I'm doing that. It is that. not my job. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there are ways to move into the other career, but that's all right. Um, either way, this scientist uh, has... Who may as well be Dr. Ben. Go Do- ahead. Dr. Ben. Uh, he has, over the many years, uh, the, the years pass, and this robot does all of his work, um, including uh, assuming his social obligations. Uh, and at the end, uh, a scientific award is given to the robot and when the doctor's son comes in he says i love you dad and goes and hugs the robot and then he even has the robot uh have emotional turmoil for him while he cracks a beer you know emotions emotions are rough it's true okay beer is not i i mean if you don't like beer then it is but you know what i'm saying i 
think it would be great if I could ha- to have a robot go feel emotions while I, uh, the lazy millennial that I am, mm-hmm. just crack open a beer and offload all that emotional labor onto a literal robot. And watch King of the Hill. Again. For the sixth time. <laughs> I don't know how many times you've done it, but sixth felt like a funny um, number. Let's see. Original airing. Okay. Um, uh, original Netflix streaming. Sure. Came back to Netflix. Sure. Um, yeah, that'd probably be the sixth sixth or seventh time probably did not mean to nail it on the on the tip of the nose but i apologize for that all i'm saying this is, emotion is very weird that i wish i could offload to a robot all i'm saying is emotions are dumb and should be hated so <laughs> um the professor comes in and he's like bender would you mind folding my new sweaters and bender says well no because what do i look like a folder <laughs> and he's like good i came with alternative phrasing can you bend my two sweaters i feel like you can get bender to do anything that you can phrase as a bend like as long as it's not two things right because then bender is like hold up i'm not doing two things he does he he kind of like grumbles about it and then goes in there but then he sees the duplicator and he puts it inside himself and just starts eating matter and then out pop two smaller benders he, um, I can't even remember he's what he... He's a dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's birthed two smaller benders. And then we, uh... I cut you off, and I think you had a point, and I just said, he's, he's a dad now. Well, I just, I don't remember if it's now or late, like, because I think one of them eats a Van Gogh. Like, there's a painting on the wall that is definitely a Van Gogh. I can't um, remember when that happens. Yeah, there's a lot of matter consumption in this episode. Oh, boy. It's hard to keep track of. And I watched this episode and took notes a week ago when we were supposed to originally do this. So my notes are uh, not fresh. A mystery to us all. Then a montage happens where they dance, uh, all relax on a tandem bike, which crashes because no one's pedaling or you know, steering or whatever. And then a shell game uh, with the three benders heads, which is very interesting because one bender's head is very large and the other two are smaller, but they, the smaller benders just beat up the guy that's playing it and take his money. So it works out fine. That game is rigged. A hundred percent. Demonstrably. Yes. The planet express crew has to make a delivery to a giant. Um, they're delivering a bunch of like toiletries and, and hygiene mm-hmm. products to him. Uh, giant deodorant and giant toothpaste and giant uh, uh, humongous acne cream. Uh-huh. Regular size condom. They have a, a a laugh about that, and I that feels very off brand for Futurama for me. I mean, the whole point is that they are gonna make fun of this guy for the rest of the episode. Like that's true. It it I don't know it. I we'll talk about this at grades but it just felt weird to me i look forward to your discussion about small penises later in this episode now hold on (laughs) i mean not that specifically but all right if we want to phrase it like that oh i do want to phrase it like that and i did good job me (laughs) let's roll it back and make sure we did oh you did okay great so uh they go to an unnamed alien planet 
and they find this giant in a cave. And sure enough, he he's, you know, uh, pudgy and he's got a lot of acne. Sure. And um, um, he uh, he is voiced by Patton Oswalt, uh-huh. which is always great because he I, I think Patton Oswalt is a very good actor. Oh, yeah. No, I love him. Comedian. He's a he's a great dude. But yeah, he's kind of he takes it in stride as much as he can. Like, you know, he he's like, I recognize that you used humor to diffuse the tension um and he's like well you've you've continued to reduce my self-esteem but i do appreciate you coming and delivering this to my to my cave um and i think he's taking it pretty reasonably even though the benders are mm-hmm. merciless uh-huh repeatedly just like saying things like you break the the daily mirror it's a newspaper like you're so ugly you break newspapers yeah which that one didn't quite match like like huh oh, it was okay. the third bender who said that uh-huh. so you know he's sort of running on fumes at that point that's true the unnamed giant who i'm just gonna call Patton oswald giant no that seems mean giant yeah oh, sure i'll just call him giant call him andre no that seems mean too it all it's all mean i'll call him a name that is not at all mean ago the giant yep nailed it (laughs) right right through the target uh no the giant is uh like you said he's taking it all in stride and then fry's like hey man don't worry it's not even your fault you know it's probably genetics you can't help that Uh, and he he very specifically says you probably inherited your appearance from your mother and this and as somebody that would be pretty mad if somebody actually insulted his mother he flips his lid like totally like makes sense like do not say that kind of stuff about somebody's mother and the giant then chases the crew and they all run into the ship and and try to fly away and he throws a bottle of ointment at them Mm -hmm. um but they do manage to escape but uh just barely just barely and thanks to that um, I believe it is a jar of oxy ten to the tenth. Okay, which is not a reference I get, but I, I I assume it's good. Some math nerd out there is laughing, and it's funny because I did do math in college, and now it's all gone. Um, but but yeah, because of the slipperiness of whatever ointment or whatever that was, uh, they were able to get away. The benders at Planet Express basically continue to make fun of him. Oh, yeah. They're like, hey, remember when we really like owned that guy? It was so funny because he was so ugly. And they're still just cracking jokes about the giant. Yeah. And um, still feels pretty mean spirited. Original bender is like, hey, why don't you guys grab me two cigars? And so they walk off and they're like, do one thing. Sure, we can do that. And then OG bender is like actually get me four cigars two things and then they immediately start trying to replicate themselves and they do so now there are four even smaller benders all right i have in my notes here this is where they eat the van gogh and also hermes manwich oh yeah always eating hermes manwich always um Um, so now we have seven benders and bender calls it the end yeah bender very specifically is like and that's a story of how one became two and two became four making seven total the end uh this kind of leads directly into leela complaining about not having the in locker because amy has it but amy doesn't want it zoidberg sees a rat it's actually a really small bender and yeah there's a whole mouse hole 
party and the wall of benders. Scruffy ends up bringing the professor some soup, uh, who and there is a little bender giving him the finger in it, which Scruffy says, enjoy. Uh, so yeah, the tiny benders are causing havoc all over the place. It's um, an absolute infestation. It's a whole just, uh, it's another, it's not quite a montage, but it's it's kind of that same thing. We just get a lot of little clips of yeah more benders reproducing more benders like li- little comedic scenes and uh my favorite one is where uh bender eats a, an, an orange crayon mm-hmm. for the matter and then two orange benders pop out which doesn't make any sense compared to the rest of the oh the no because because the uh what would that be the fourth bender was not made out of manwich exactly that would just ew, can you imagine just a sloppy Joe bender? Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see that at all. Ever. Not me, Mike, <laughs> co-host of po- of the podcast, Back to the Futurama. Never. I guess for your birthday this year, <laughs> I just need to make a sloppy Joe. In the shape of Bender. <laughs> and you know what I'll say? Mmm, because I've already eaten it. <laughs> <laughs> but see, so here's the thing. Okay, let's go. When I was in college, uh, my roommate found somewhere on some forums somewhere uh, this post by a woman who made her husband a meat cake for his birthday. Oh, boy. <laughs> It was basically just a meatloaf okay. covered with mashed potato as the f- quote unquote frosting, frosting sure. um, and like this layer of like ketchup and Worcestershire sauce glaze between each. Sure. Um, and he was he found it and he came into my room and he was like, Ben, for my birthday, I want a meat cake. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> because, <laughs> that is a great thing to run into somebody's room and say because without any context. I had zero context. I'm just assuming him like uh, in Seinfeld just cramering into the room. It's like, I gotta have a meat cake. So anyways, the point is for that that year for his birthday, I made him a meat cake and it was actually very delicious. It sounds very good. Uh, I would definitely recommend if you're a person who likes meatloaf. And I am a man that loves me some meatloaf. And I would do a lot of things for that, including, yeah. I was working at a Safeway that year, and okay. I went I went to that Safeway to get all the stuff. And sure. I was like, oh, what you making? And I said, a meat cake. And I'm surprised <laughs> they ever talked to me again. <laughs> so, so anyways, uh, Bender Manwiches aside, um, at uh, the end of all of this, um, the professor comes in, and there's like little benders all over all the place. All over the place. And... He says that um, he's come up with an equation Mm -hmm. to explain everything, and And, he puts up this equation. And it is an infinite series, um, which, again, I did do math in college and have totally forgotten all of it. But Amy gasps and Hermes gasps, but Fry's like, "Ah, just don't don't wait for me. And then the professor turns to him and he says... It's non-convergent. Which then I gasped. And then Fry's like, oh, dip. Like, that managed to get through to him. That was the the word you needed to say. And I definitely understood that as well. Yep. It became a very 
grave thing at that point for me when I definitely understood that. Basically, what it means is that there's going to be so many benders that they're going to consume all the matter on Earth. And so they... And, and we're matter. It's true. I am mostly matter. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be consumed by Bender. I want to consume Bender Witch. <laughs> I want the opposite. Uh-huh. Yep, it is canonical. Yes. It has been established. So I'm glad we do this thing. I'm glad we do this podcast. Because I would have no other recourse to tell people that I want to eat a, 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 a sloppy joe shaped like Bender, a character from Futurama, a TV show that was canceled and brought back. Multiple times. Multiple times, yes. And and on a podcast that has never been canceled, although they try to shut us down. The, uh-huh, the podcast they're police. They're right to do it. The podcast police are coming after us. We're recording from a secret bunker. Yeah. We're podcast miles, outlaws. Miles under the surface of the earth at this point. Yeah, we're no longer in Portland like we always say we are. We're always saying we're in Portland. Wink, 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 nudge. Uh, so... The uh, pr- where yes. were we? <laughs> the professor points out that they will consume all the matter on Earth, and so they set out to destroy all mm-hmm. the benders. There are eleven generations currently. That means two thousand and forty-six benders need to be destroyed. Bender asks, "Does that include me?" Professor pulls out Cox and shoots a gun at him. Bender is fine because he luckily had a holy Bible in his. Uh, compartment but the bender inside that holy bible didn't have his own holy bible mm-hmm. and now it's doubly holy Ha! this is what you want the podcast yes so then we get a second montage for there's this a episode, lot of montages which i titled the bender killing montage it's a, it's very much there's like stabbing and then there's a weird microwaving one where they all eat it like popcorn yeah. so okay that's metal man that's so metal my dog that that is not the part i have a problem with that isn't although it is a problem but the part i have a problem with is that to get all the kernels for this popcorn uh-huh. they are Metallic. hanging they're hanging a uh, bender upside down like a pinata the real bender whacks its head off and then all of the guts spill out and it's all just more benders yeah and then they vacuum it up and then put it in a bowl and then microwave it and that becomes the popcorn okay now i point to i i will i would like to point out that they got this popcorn kernels by micro uh, by vacuuming them off of a floor okay. into a dirty gross vacuum yes and then putting them into the microwave so this is floor popcorn <laughs> i don't care if it's metal or not at this point it is floor popcorn mike it has been on the floor it has been in the same vacuum that they use to microwave up dust and be- uh, uh nibbler's litter box and it is floor popcorn. I just, I want to point out that that is super on brand for this podcast to miss. <laughs> <laughs> to focus on that. No, but I imagine what they, what they were like, ooh, this has some good seasoning on it. Um, I mean, I hope not. It's, for, it's floor popcorn, Mike. Don't eat popcorn off the floor. 
Well, don't eat popcorn off the floor, but if you have to get the kernels up off the floor and then you pop them, then they're not floor popcorn. There were the kernels that were on the floor that have become non-floor popcorn. Vacuuming the kernels up off the floor doesn't make it not floor popcorn anymore, Mike. (laughs) Uh, What do you say, listener? I'm sure we'll have a poll on this on our Twitter. This is going to be the worst freaking poll we've ever had. (laughs) What makes... When when does popcorn stop becoming floor popcorn? We need an answer. So, um, anyways, uh, at what the, are we doing? At the end of the montage, they uh, are tallying up all of the benders they've killed, which is impressive considering how many of them they consumed. But that's beside the point. Uh huh. I'm I'm hoping they had like one of those little counters that they, you hold in their hand and you go click 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 every time they ate one, because otherwise you got to count it on the way out, man. And, and I don't want it. Well, considering that they're metal, they'll probably be exactly the same as they came in. <laughs> I just don't think a digest a, a digestive tract can can deal with that personally. Knowing that <laughs> that uh, what, what one of the beers that uh bender pointed out to fry had metal shavings in it and he couldn't drink that because it'd kill him i've already wasted enough of our time talking about floor popcorn but remind me to tell you the story about the the time my friend uh swallowed a marble and then later used it in jewelry so anyways (laughs) hold on we we have we need to talk about this you can't that is not something that you can be like we can put on a pen on this for a different episode so okay the short- i mean if you want to cut this into a different episode that's fine but it has to i have to know about it right now the short story of it is that in college i i went to school for art and uh so a friend of mine um was also in a lot of my art classes okay and we did a jewelry class together which is like a lot of metal working and sure. stuff and it was actually pretty cool but uh over the christmas break he was at home. He was at the dinner table. He was, for some stupid reason, playing with a magnet and a metal, like, marble in his mouth. So he was putting the magnet... Okay, that's not smart. He was putting the magnet on the outside of his mouth, ma- like, on his cheek. Sure. And then getting the the metal ball to, like... it, But the metal marble was in his mouth. Sure, yes. And then he took the magnet a little bit too far away... And then he got surprised by this and just oh, no. he swallowed it. Oh, no. No. Why Why? Why was any of that? No. Look, when, you're in, when you're in art school, you hang out with a lot of weirdos. So uh, he um, later found the marble in a toilet. I as you do, I get. I guess in, in my toilet of all toilets. Oh, uh, um, see, another link to Ben. So you've made yourself indelible to the story. So he fished it out, <clears throat> um, uh, because it it did not flush. I I'm not surprised. It was, it was just the marble at that point. Um, he he fished <laughs> it out, <laughs> and uh washed it off and then i guarantee you he did not use enough soap and then he put it into a pendant that he was working on in jewelry class okay (laughs) i i recognize okay 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 no uh, okay 
Okay. Now, that's a great story. Uh, a buckwild thing to have happened, but a funny story. Um, I gotta know, though, and I don't think you have this information. Who has that pendant now? Um, I mean, he held on to it for a while. It may be still in storage with him or it may be um, in a landfill somewhere. I don't even know. Because if he gave that to a romantic partner, that would be the most buckwild twist of all. Uh, I, I don't have anything that buckwild, but his future wife was in that jewelry class. And she definitely knew the whole story. Everyone in that jewelry class knew the story. Well, sure. As he passed it around the the oh my. for the final, passing it around to everybody, and people just grabbing it by this leather uh, uh, strap that was used for like a, a the necklace part, um, and just like holding it as far away from them as they could. That's a reasonable choice. Yeah. Um. So, they finished the montage. <laughs> <laughs> and thank god you knew where we were going back to and they are tallying up the uh <laughs> that's right because they were tallying up all this st- and they ate some of them and it was metal which is how we got on that whole topic i have a feeling i have a feeling that about half of that conversation is going to be chopped out and that's going to be our patreon exclusive <laughs> this week because that went some places Amy notices that one of the benders in the trash is not actually one of the benders. It is a talking bender doll from when Bender had a sitcom about how he was a city robot who decided to get back to his rural country roots. I am saddened that we'll never see this. That would be an amazing show. I want that spinoff. Although he might have... Remember a couple episodes ago when they killed the Billy West? Uh Uh-huh. Maybe... Maybe that was it. Well, probably not. But maybe they Bender's like, oh, this story's a good story. Sold the sitcom and then starred in it. And then now it's now. Okay. That all happened pretty quick. Well, time is flexible in in television shows. I suppose. The point is, I want that spinoff. John DiMaggio. uh, Let's talk. And whoever holds the rights to Futurama. Because I'm going to need those two. All right, we're we're going to have some talks and we're going to see where we can go with this as part of Back to the Future on my studios. So Bender is just like, eh, so I let one of them live. What's the worst that can happen? Immediately, the couch gets kind of covered in a shil- silver shimmery goo and it kind of just disappears. Yep. Um, so it's a, it's a gray goo scenario, which uh, gray goo is an actual like thing that... Oh. Um, uh is sort of um talked about in like science fiction and uh speculative sort of stuff um that I didn't I f- forgot to specifically read up on okay. but it's a it's a real like it's a thing. Yeah, it's um it's a thing that has been it's, discussed it's a, as like uh it's like a trope. Yeah, it's a trope. Okay. That's a good way to put it. Um, so great. if I go to TV tropes, I'd find it, and I'd yeah, maybe let's find out goofy jokes about it, and every uh, every literally every place that you've ever seen it in, and then you go to that, and then now you're just looking at stuff forever, and now you're on Steven Universe for some reason, and you're just reading the tropes about that, and are sad because you're reading Steven Universe, and it breaks your heart because it, it breaks your heart because it's on hiatus. <laughs> 
it's a wonderful show. You should go watch it. But oh yeah, TV tropes. Gray goo. Gray goo is like a horde of alien locusts. Only replace alien locusts with nanotechnology and any other self-replicating material. And instead of grass, they eat anything. Or if the protagonists are lucky, just anything mineral or electronic. Um, that so is, yeah, yeah, we are literally talking about Grey Goo then. So yeah, there's a whole uh, TV tropes page. I bet uh, Futurama is even on that, probably oh, multiple I'm, times. I'm sh- most certainly sure it is, um, because there was even that the uh, the evolution episode. Probably you could probably classify under Grey Goo for a bit. Ooh, Adventure Time had an episode uh, that does that parodied in Futurama episode Benderama. Thanks to Invention of the Professors, blah 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 blah. That's there all we got go. that one. But yeah, it's definitely on there. TV tropes. Well, um, see, we're just yeah. as smart as TV tropes. So gray goo is a thing. And actually, yeah. the guy who coined the term um, actually really hates the term. So no, he's sad I believe he coined that. it. Yeah, I believe that. Um, <laughs> that's that's like the one fact I wanted to bring up about gray goo, because like, I think that's interesting. And I'm like, gray goo, it's a thing that is a thing. Is but the guy broken. but the guy who named it hates it. <laughs> They point out that the benders will point uh, will consume all the matter in the world, just like the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they drink Bender's booze and Ben. Uh, pr- I I've called him Prime Bender, um, or Bender Prime. If I you call know. him OG Bender. OG Bender, yeah. Uh, they drink his booze and he's very upset. And then uh, the professor's like, "Oh yeah, they're Benders. They run on alcohol, so they'll just drink all the alcohol in the world and kill themselves. This problem will solve itself." And a problem that solves itself is a problem for Bender. That's true. He he doesn't want to do much, so he kind of sits down on the floor. Such a millennial. Sure enough, all the alcohol gets consumed. Bender is now sober and weak. Mm-hmm. All the Benders are starting to die off, and Scruffy kind of takes them and sends it into the toilet. And uh, so there is... I did want to point out... I don't remember where the original note is. Um, I'm not being very successful in reading these notes. Guess who just got progressive uh, uh, bifocals and it's really messing with him. I'm guessing it's you, my man. That <laughs> is Because I did me. not get new glasses. Um, anyways. Soon, though. So I don't remember Soon. where my original note was, um, but I have a note here that when they go into the situation room, Zoidberg is still knitting. Because he's in the background of a previous scene knitting. Oh, which yeah. Which I really enjoyed. He's just sitting there on some steps, knitting. I mean, he has to... He, he saw his wedding album get destroyed. He has to knit now to get, mm-hmm. to get those emotions out. He doesn't do a whole lot other than that, to be honest. Yeah, but, you know, I think it's, I think it's cool that, like, he's just in the background knitting. Yeah. Um, so this is when uh, the professor is having bath, and he kind of... The falls- situation room is... Uh, bathroom Mm -hmm. uh so he's kind of falling asleep and he swallows some of the water and he's like wait this doesn't taste like old man water and then he calls everyone to the situation room it turns out that the bath water has been transformed into alcohol immediately bender tears the tub out of the ground and starts chugging all the bath water i mean he's been sober for days for days um he says it's like fine cognac with a hint of aged scrotum I prefer my cognac without that. I would agree. But beggars cannot be choosers, my friend. We find out that the benders reached an atomic scale, and so they can manipulate the water's molecules into alcohol. 
Uh, that means that within hours, there will be no fresh water on Earth. But what will Bender mix with his scotch? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a man who takes a scotch neat, so, you know, I'll be fine. Sure. I, I, I will say that, that sometimes you, you, you put a little water in there. Depends on the scotch. Like a, like a drop or you, a little ice cube or something, you kind of opens up flavors. Depends on the scotch, but I'm a Lagerville and neat mm-hmm. man myself. I'm not a scotch or really any hard... Like, I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Mai Tai kind of guy. I love my fruity drinks. We're just the original odd couple. da 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 Da, 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 da. Wait, I'm the sports guy, but also the fruity drink guy. Da, 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 da. Basketball, basketball. <laughs> Gonna dunk the ball. <laughs> <clears throat> you singing songs about dunking basketballs and me drinking Lagavulin? Neat. Like mm-hmm. my main man, Nick Offerman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we cut to day six of no water because all of the water is now alcohol. And Linda and Morbo are just plastered. They're just so drunk. What what does he say? He's like, everyone is titty much uh, fit chased or yeah, something. He definitely, he definitely skirts the line of saying the word you shouldn't say on uh-huh. ne- network television. Uh. Yeah, everybody is everybody at Planet Express is just wasted. Amy throws up and Bender's like classic Amy. <laughs> um this of course is when the space giant returns. He's come to, to Earth. Uh he he wants to uh, apologize. Of course everyone's drunk, so they're just being mean jerks. Leela's making fun of him now. Even Zap and Kiff come up in a tank and make fun of him and shoot things out of the tank at him. And sure enough, the giant is still taking this all in stride, like he's being very calm and patient. And when he starts losing it, he calls his therapist, mm-hmm. uh, but doesn't actually get in uh, in touch. Like the offices are closed. The office is closed, and he just he you know frankly, I th- he he deserves this rampage of New New York. It's true. He has gone through a bunch of different um avenues to try to avoid any sort of rage and yet everyone just keeps pushing him and so you know what's a little destroying uh a major metropolitan city at that point exactly it's almost like you know you make fun of a thing and you yeah you know what you're doing you're you're poking the bear Uh oh does that mean that um futurama can come after us now because we make fun of it a lot we make fun of ourselves the same amount in fact uh-huh. more probably karmically it evens out it does he goes on this rampage he is destroying everyone and everyone is too drunk to do mm-hmm. anything about it uh fry kind of like tries to get back inside and it's like bender you're the only one that's sober do something to save everything it's like you're asking me to do one thing and, and then he's like if you do this, I will do two things. I will fold the sweaters. So wait, you only, uh, you're going to do two things and I only have to do one thing? Yes, I will do two things and you just save the world. And so Bender calls on all of his, uh, I called it the Legion of Benders. Ooh, that's better. I just called it the Benders. And um, meet the Benders. Da, 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 da. Basketball. <laughs> 
so uh he calls on everybody because if they all band together each bender only has to do one quintillionth of a thing and everybody's like all the benders are like or i'm sorry the legion of bender are just like all right and so they kind of all swarm around him to make this giant shimmery gray goo bender and so the giant gray goo bender fights the giant. Mm-hmm. That was a sentence. Anyway, in a very humiliating way too, like dunking him in the Guggenheim and mm-hmm. like pulling up his his uh, giving him a wedgie and stuff like that. It's just like, I mean, I don't want to get into grades. The uh, giant retaliates by showing a picture of his mama, who is so ugly that Bender. Uh, freaks out and then that in turn causes the giant to get really upset at bender yeah that one is a interesting move uh-huh because in that in that one move you're admitting your mama is very ugly you're using it as an attack but also an attack on yourself exactly it's a self-own yeah that's true it is a self-own and so uh this causes the giant to freak out and punch the gray goo bender in the face and it just sends lots of little tiny benders flying. Mm-hmm. And then the giant bender goes down for the count. And then uh, there's even a a uh, light that comes down. It's like, walk toward the light, bender. And, and Fry gives the cliche, no. But then when the space giant puts his foot on top of the chest of the giant gray goo bender... He starts kind of being consumed from the inside with all the benders. Oh, yeah. It's pretty gross. It's pretty bad. And then he he is covered in the gray shimmery goo and he says, finally, I'm pretty. And then collapses into dust. And then uh, Bender, in a really weird moment of altruism, is like, man, if we can come together to do that, then... With our powers combined, we can work diligently to help fight poverty and unliteracy. Uh, the smaller benders boo him and go somewhere that they don't have to do so much, uh, flying off into space. And Bender's response is just, eh, that was dumb. <laughs> I mean, fair, Bender. Fair. Um, so the, the, at some period in the future, everyone is having one hell of a hangover. And the <clears throat> professor declares that the true miracle was that in all the madness his sweaters got folded did bender do it or did he keep one of the small benders around and make fun of him so he did it who could ever know and as he does that he exhales and a cloud of tiny micro benders comes out and we get credits which means it's time for grades all right so i'm not a huge fan of this episode okay I think it's a misstep. I think it's... I, I, I understand that a lot of Futurama's comedy is n- kind of trying to find the line of mean-spirited versus non-mean-spirited, but I don't think this one... I think this one just went... I, I felt a lot of sympathy and empathy for uh, for the space giant. Okay. Like, he, he is actively trying to be a good person. Um, and he is insulted and uh, all the other things. And in at the end is killed uh-huh um it's to me it's a tragedy this episode of futurama which is a weird thing to say about futurama but it it shows to me at least uh, what through the 
the cloud of the alcohol that ends up being the reason for everyone to be such a jerk to him at the end. I mean, it, there's some, there's some bad timing, stuff like that, but it's never feels like it's trying to be played as a tragedy. Okay. It feels like it's like, ha ha, we, we made fun of this guy and then he's dead now. And now there's benders everywhere. Ha ha. Look at us. And it never, you never really take the moment of like, holy cow, we bullied this guy until we killed him. And he went off on a rampage and that it just, it it puts a real weird feeling in my head and I don't, I don't like it. Okay. That being said, like, I like the premise a little bit of, you know, the, all the benders replicating endlessly and all the different things that you can do with that. And, uh, but I mean, the main premise is just not great to me. I don't, I don't think it was very successful. I, I think it was probably too successful at what it wanted to do, but recognize it probably should recognize that it should be better. Okay. No, that, I, I think I get what you're saying. That's my feeling. So I, I, I'm sorry. I just don't think I can give it very high of a grade. Cause I just, I don't like the plot. And I think you have to be a little bit more understanding of what you're going to put out into the world. Um, I, I'll give it, it's, it's, I'll give it a D plus. Okay. I, I, it, this one's hard because I know, because it's, there's funny bits and I like almost the entire plot of all the benders coming, doing the duplication. Everything else is to me is almost not unforgivable, but just disappointing. Okay. Um, so that's fair, but I I am going to uh, take a very drastically different uh, <laughs> and that's fine uh, take on this because I definitely and I mean it's it's not for everyone, but I am definitely a fan of uh, a lot of TV shows that I classify as an awful people being awful sure shows like it's always sunny in Philadelphia uh, you're the worst. Um, um you know a lot of stuff like in that vein right and that, community dipped into that too um that they lampshaded it, it but it gets it gets real dark over in those shows yeah so i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh yeah making fun of people for how they look is totally cool and fine in my book please do not quote me on that because sure. i do not feel that is appropriate but with that said i'm maybe just jaded and immune to a little oh you're an ugly giant ha 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 like sure i didn't have any major problems with it i do think it's a very interesting point about how um it is a tragedy that they sort of just pretend isn't a tragedy yeah um which wasn't the read that i got off of it and i think it's a really interesting point but i am still probably you know gonna give it like a b um, no, I think fair. it's a pretty funny episode. I liked the whole gray goo concept. Patton Oswald is, of course, a, sure. a treasure and a gem. Um, treasure and a gem? He's both of those things. Yeah. He's a double treasure because he's, gems are already treasures. He's a double treasure. I agree, Ben. But yeah, I mean, overall, I, I think it's a pretty fun episode. I think your comparison to It's Always Sunny is actually pretty apt. Uh, and probably not for the reason that you meant. Like, I never liked it's always sunny that does not surprise me whatsoever for, for exactly the same reasons that i'm talking about why i didn't like this episode uh-huh. right because it's it it it's mean-spirited and i don't Absolutely. like that kind of humor 
and and uh, it's always sunny specifically made me very cringy um oh it's i mean it gets i don't even know how far you got into it not very far because whatever you saw is the tip of the iceberg my dude yeah so i don't even want to go further but like with your point of watching sitcoms of awful people doing awful things like even like i mentioned community does dip into that but they lampshade it because they have um a meal right where mm-hmm. it's like this is a good person and you put them in this group of terrible people and the good person's still good and he you know it, it i feel like that episode of community does this episode of futurama better okay that's fair um i will uh i'll definitely take that wait was it neil or todd todd was the episode i'm thinking of uh, dungeons and dragons episode of community oh oh right 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 i was thinking about they're all trying to be good for him but then be the terrible people that they are in community um but then that's that's right um yeah because it's it's uh quote unquote fat neil right that's right i wanted to just use neil but 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 i I mean i know in the show but um because i was thinking of the episode where they get science partnered up with todd so there's more than one episode they do hate todd Todd is cartoonishly like good where uh, this is a different podcast. Um, But what I'm saying is I I really just don't like this kind of like mean spirited humor. And and I I tend to gravitate more to the goofy abstract, frankly, my brother, my brother and me humor rather than the always sunny humor. And I think those two are on different spectrums entirely. So I'm not surprised that we disagree on this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fine. I think that's great. I think that's totally fine. And meanwhile, anybody out there watching You're the Worst, I need people to talk to about this show because nobody I know watches it. And you put it you put it in the same uh, category as It's Always Sunny, so I will not be joining that. Uh-huh. Yep. So uh, with all that said, come talk to us. And uh, whether it's about this episode or You're the Worst or... or... Poop marbles. <laughs> I said that weird. Uh, you sure did. Poop marbles. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so... We got a whole lot of stuff that we talked about on this episode that was, frankly, buck wild. Whatever remained in it, talk about it, please. If you liked this 12 minutes of audio content, um, <laughs> please talk to us because we are lonely yeah. over here in podcast land. Do, um, do you like shows like uh, It's Always Sunny or do you like shows that are a little bit uh less mean-spirited and more goofy and how did you think about this episode we we really want to hear from you speaking of we actually did get an email a couple of weeks ago that i've been forgetting to read um i've been no time but the present i've been very uh neglectful on this poor mailbox here yeah we got an, an email from simon um who says hey i've just started listening to your podcast this week i'm currently listening to a flight to remember uh, I've loved Futurama since about 2002, bit late to the party, and had never really considered that there may be a podcast about it. I just wanted to thank you guys so much for your effort you've put into the podcast. I'm really looking forward to listening to all of them over the next few weeks, and was very happy to discover you're still making them. Also, I work in computers, a programmer here, and enjoy listening to similar-minded people's opinions on the techie geek jokes. Excellent. Hello, fu- hello uh, programmer as well um when you listen to this hopefully you've enjoyed our <laughs> descent into madness um if not th- you'll never hear this but if you did thanks for coming with us and thank you for listening as as uh, you simon and everyone else uh 
we we love we love having you listen we love having you come to the end of these and i'm glad you're enjoying it i i really do because we do some goofy out there stuff and i i appreciate that yeah so if you want to get in contact with us like simon did you can do that by emailing us at back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at back to futurama you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash back to Futurama. And we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So find us there, review us, rate us, subscribe, and send to your friends. And always check the toilet bowl. And uh, speaking of the toilet bowl, uh, we are on Patreon. <laughs> I, that segue I don't understand. I'm getting there because so I have not. I have not edited this episode, obviously. I'm still recording it. Yeah. Um, but I have a feeling... I'm surprised. I have a feeling about half of that conversation about the the marble is going to be chopped out. Uh, but I still want to preserve that for all time. Yes. So, because um, it was a very buckwild moment. I have a very strong feeling that that's going to go up on Patreon in the very near future. So um, you can support us there and listen to that madness yeah you know if that's your thing or and if and if you don't want to support it or you don't want to listen to anything that we describe as poop marble uh totally understand we love you for coming to the end of this as always and i think that uh we gotta get going because the podcast police are after us yet again and also we've done too much in this episode just too much way too much i'm i am there's probably a good uh, i don't know 15 minutes i'm cutting out of this episode and i think you're within your rights to do so because it needs to be so with all that said uh we appreciate you listening um we're glad to be back after we all sort of got hit with some sort of bug that's been going around it's the winners man they just do that and uh we hope to be back next week i imagine we will uh <laughs> if the podcast please didn't come after us oh that's us. true yeah we're on um, we're again we're podcast outlaws and i think next week is hopefully gonna be our live episode that we owed you guys for february for patreon subscribers so that's another perk for patreon subscribers boy we're just failing at this housekeeping anyways let's <laughs> we're trying to get out of here and yet and yet we keep putting things against the door until next week i'm ben and i'm mike Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.